0: Good afternoon and welcome back to the Conservatarian Exchange on the Liberty Block, hosted today by Gina, Mike, and only one Ed, and myself, Steve. Good afternoon. Lots on our minds, as there probably is on any thinking mind this week. Um, I'm not sure who to uh, give the floor to first. Of course, I probably should shut off the echo first. Okay. Gina. Yes. Since you're a lovely lady and lovely ladies first, what would you like to share with us about your reactions to what happened in Mar a Lago?
1: Well, my biggest reaction right now. So, just recently, I think it was within within the last hour, um, Newsweek has released a statement. Um, that it is an informant from within Mar-a-Lago that tipped off the FBI to where exactly um, these documents are located um, at the facility and that they were going through uh, Melania's wardrobe um, to go find (laughs) these said documents. Um, I'm just, I can't believe, I mean, I can believe that this happened um, just with the way that the left is with everything that they do. but they've just handed us a, a solid victory in 2024. So I'm kind of happy for that as well.
0: Okay, that's another interesting uh, bone of contention that we'll get to in a minute. Yeah, I was wondering about the Melania Ward, Melania Wardrobe business. Um, I don't know about the insider informant, but that's an interesting idea. Mike?
2: Yeah, then why did they take everything? They could have just targeted what they needed. <laughs> anyway, uh, look, I mean, obviously we're headed... This is where the Democrats want to take us. So a totalitarian fascist one party state where they use the apparatus of law enforcement as their Gestapo to crack down on all of us. So it's hard for any of us to feel safe at this point considering what they're willing and, and able to do.
3: Pretty simple. Yeah. I think I want to take it in a little different direction. One of the articles towards the end of your show notes, Steve, was uh, Ed Morrissey in hot air about what the end game is here. And he, I don't want to say he stole my thunder because he didn't really give conclusions, but that's really where I want to go. Um, I think people are missing where the end game to this is. And Mo- Morrissey, Morrissey does a good job of saying it has to be more than just a Presidential Records Act violation. That, that can't be what this is about, even though that's what they're saying it's about. Um, We can get into all the the details about that. You know, the president, you know, Trump had the ability to declassify anything um, by virtue of taking it from the White House implicitly he declassified. Uh, But even even leaving that aside, in order to get a a warrant, you need probable cause. How on earth could could anyone sign an affidavit saying that they know that it wasn't declassified? It's a logical impossibility. So clearly, to me, the warrant was was based on lies. Um, But I kind of wanted to go in a different direction, and that is, I think they're setting the predicate for something worse and something more sinister. And and one of the tip-offs to me is the the Colonel Schultz treatment that that it's getting from the White House, Schumer, Pelosi. None of them knew anything. Nothing was going on. They don't want to be tasked with with knowing anything about this, which tells me they know everything about it. And it was highly coordinated. And and what was it coordinated for? We don't know for sure yet. I don't know for sure, but I think it was coordinated for something sinister. I think they're planning something that they're gonna use this as a predicate to, to, to expand the January 6th inquiry. Um, You know, I I saw some articles in your in your stack of notes, Steve, about uh, they might try, you know, if, if they don't indict or they don't convict Trump on this, the next step will be assassination. Well, I've said on this show more than once that I wouldn't be surprised if they dress up a Trump supporter for the purpose of assassinating Biden. And I don't know that that's what the game plan is, but it's something sinister like that. Okay, just I, for
0: informational I, purposes, I believe it was Bernie Carrick, the ex NYPD commissioner yeah. who said that I, we should mention he was convicted of a crime at some point, And he's a good buddy of Giuliani. And I believe Steve Bannon was the other one, if oh. I'm not mistaken, who said they'd go that far.
3: I have not been convicted of any crime, though, just to make sure that you're not implying that
0: I, God forbid, other than being a member of Liberty block and very good standing.
3: Um, I, I think that they're trying to to create the predicate for claiming that there's another insurrection going on. And I think they want to be able to maybe do mass arrests, like the January 6th people are are, are incarcerated right now. Maybe they'll impose martial law. Um, and, and I think it's it's not going to be based on this subpoena. I think something else is coming down the pike. I don't know if if uh, Biden and General Milley are going to give away our the location of our Pacific fleet when China invades Taiwan so that they can sink our Pacific fleet. Um, I don't know if they're going to assassinate Biden. Um, I don't know if we're going to get some real economic calamity. The Fed is going to continue raising rates apparently, um, which is parenthetically, I'll say, I think the right thing to do, but it's also going to create liquidity problems and potential banking crisis in our country. China has got banking issues. Uh, A lot of other countries are dealing with, uh, the consequences of the dollar, uh, of the Fed's I- interest rate policy, a lot of international debt is denominated in dollars, and it's creating a lot of strain around the globe. I'm not sure exactly what the the flashpoint is going to be, but I think something big is coming. I think, uh, I-, I think the Democrat Party is acting in a way that they do not believe they have to answer to the electorate, sort of echoing what Gina was saying. There is nobody who supports this raid other than rabid Democrats who are already going to vote for Democrats later in 90 days. We're 90 days out from, from the midterm elections. They Forget about 2024, if we make it that far. For, for this upcoming election, they have energized the, and alienated the opposition in a way that nothing else that they could have done would ever energize us. There's no way... They can't be that stupid, not for a Presidential Records Act violation. I mean, if it were a Presidential Records violation, you know, as, as Alan Dershowitz said, they would have just done a subpoena. And a lot of people have said they would have just done a subpoena. And, and if they did it by subpoena, then Trump could raise these defenses about whether it's declassified, whether he declassified anything. I mean, we could, we could have a, a civil discussion about it, but they didn't do that. They don't want a civil discussion. They don't want to talk about it. And I don't think this is about a Presidential Records Act violation. I think that it's about setting the setting the predicate for, for something worse coming down mm-hmm. the
0: pipe. Okay. And so well, obviously, me- obviously,
3: it's about something more than just.
0: OK, I mean, let me answer or respond to some of what you said. <clears throat> I mean, some people are saying the whole thing or at least the part of it was to bait the people on the right to do something stupid so that they could use that as an excuse to clamp down, which is an interesting argument, whether that's true or not, whether it'll happen or not, I don't know. Um, I'm very ambivalent about, is this something good for Trump and is this going to help him get into the White House? Because on the one hand, it energizes people. On the other hand, it cows and scares to death, big donors because they don't want to have something go wrong at the very last minute. And we, we haven't gone through primaries. And this could hurt Trump very much in the primaries. Yes, we'll vote for him against anybody else because of this. But in a primary, if you're looking at him versus DeSantis, this just gives him extra mud. And well, I don't I, know that it's going to help him or hurt him in a primary. So I don't really buy I'm that. Glad you,
3: I'm glad you raised that, Steve, because I forgot to mention that too. A lot of people have been saying that this is the left's attempt to get Trump out of the race for 24, but the reality is, almost everybody I know, every not that I watch a lot of CNN, MSNBC, but I, I do turn on alternative channels sometimes, and they are they seem much more afraid of Ron DeSantis than they are of Trump, and yet they went after Trump. Why is that? I think it's because he's a lightning rod, and they think that they can use it for for the ulterior purpose of. Creating another insurrection. DeSantis yeah. is not going to be an insurrection guy. They're going to have to attack him a different way if there's an election in twenty four. Well, it, if they it's, were, e- it's either to try to destroy. They would destroy DeSantis. I'm sorry, Mike. No, said? that's okay.
2: I mean, I, I think you're you're right in a lot of respects. I think there's it's potentially bait, right? You're potentially baiting people on the right, the MAGA crowd, to do something, or you're just going to use it as a justification to go after them. I mean, I just came across a story on MSN where basically they're talking about, um, you know, the base has lost its mind. Republicans fear another January 6th after the FBI raid. So this is the way they're going to be playing it. And, it's you know,
0: well, it's, it's one of the ways the Republicans pounce stories that they're starting with. Also, I just don't I just not convinced that this helps Trump any more than it hurts him. Ah. I think that that's kind of even. Well, see,
1: but well, they were uh, interviewing earlier. Blanking on his name right now, but anyway, he's a congressman out of Wisconsin because they just had their their primaries, and he was talking about all these stories that he was getting to his office and other congressional districts about people that went in to vote that voted specifically for the Trump endorsed candidates because of the rape. So, you know, but that's a
0: separate that's really a separate thing. I agree with you. They will do that because that's a way of supporting him and showing the Dems that we're not going to let them get away with this. But I think if there's a presidential primary in a year and a half and people want to know who's going to win a general, I think this is not going to help him any more than it hurts him.
3: And the reality, too, is a lot, not all, but many of the Trump supported candidates don't have his baggage. Trump has exactly.
0: Right. Exactly. So I just think it evens out. I'm not so sure that it's a great thing, um, you know, that it's going to help in any way. Um, I want to put my tinfoil hat on because you kind of I'll woke it up mind. a little bit. You woke it up a little bit. So when Rabin was assassinated in Israel, I believe in 1995, um, there were more than a few people who believed and still believe that that was a setup. And I don't, I doubt you guys follow that nearly as much as I do. But when Rabin was shot, everybody remembers Oslo Accords, et cetera, et cetera. And they needed to quash the right that was against the Oslo Accords. And the tinfoil hat conspiracy is that their secret, um, what do you call their Shabak, their Shinbet, their it's intelligence true. services, their internal intelligence services did kind of what they did with Governor Whitler in Michigan and set a plot in motion. And there are people who swear that when Rabin was shot, one of the guards shouted out their blanks, their blanks, and that he was killed in the car by somebody else. And even if not that, that the whole thing was pushed very heavily by the intelligence services because it did give, give them an excuse to quash the right and, put the left in far more power. So I don't put that past people, unfortunately. I think it's crazy, but not 100% impossible that such a crazy thing could happen. Of course, they can get rid of him in easier ways than that and they don't want Kambala. So I guess that's a good insurance policy. Um, I want to ask you questions and we'll go down my list of questions. It had to be signed off on by Garland. Everybody, everybody agrees to that?
3: I think so. And Remember, Gar- Trump is the one who withdrew Garland's nomination to the Supreme Court. Yeah. You know? I mean, uh, if, if ever there was a conflict of interest that required recusal, that was
0: it. No, no, we're going to get to the worst one in a second. But you alluded to the fact that they're doing their Colonel Schultz thing. It's very hard to believe. Would they have done this without going at least up to the chief of staff of the president?
3: I mean, I'm not. You know, I'm not in that chain of command, but I wouldn't think so. I would think that something of this nature would go all the way to the highest levels.
0: Which would be the chief of staff since Biden's not here. I mean, I think it was Joe Biden who said it was a big effing deal. This is a big effing deal. Um, as far as the conflict of interest, I just want to say that that conflict of interest is in strong competition with Judge Reinhardt's signing off on that warrant since he had some pretty nasty things to say about Trump that they've now published from his Facebook page. Right. So I, I don't think anybody gives a hoot about conflict of interest. One of the things I learned from Ed Maslish, who, by the way, is on the conservatarian exchange on the Liberty block every Wednesday, do not miss that show and or a podcast. And more and more pundits are saying it all the time. It's not hypocrisy. It's in your face. It's showing us that they don't give a hoot. And I don't think they care about conflict of interest either. I think this so they is, don't care about don't pun- they, they, they don't
2: care about being punished either, because no, they, they
0: don't get away care. with everything. <laughs> yeah.
3: We would worry. I agree about they don't care. The I'm it. just pointing out that it required recusal, in my opinion. A
0: hundred percent. It would. Re- yeah, he has a very, very personal grudge. No joke. But who recuses themselves anyway? I mean, try to get a fair trial for
2: uh, a conservative ethics, ethics in
0: D.C. From, can't expect ethics from criminals. No, I mean, you absolutely can't, which is just unbelievable. And I got to tell you something before I forget that I want to mention. So I've said for years and I'm not the only one who says it, that Israeli politics perfectly parallels and mirrors American politics and that the Israeli press and the Israeli legal system has gone after Netanyahu for years, years to keep him out of power and without getting into all the ups and downs of their coalition building but they put together a whole bunch of indictments and then they tried to say, you can't even vote or you can't elect an indicted prime minister, et cetera, et cetera. But what I'm getting at is there was an article in one of their biggest newspapers yesterday, which you don't know whether to laugh or cry, basically saying, why can't we have um, what America has? Why are we so weak? Why can't we raid Netanyahu's house and finally put him out of business? and basically saying they want to have a stronger media like no they said our media is weak or something but they want to have strong committees like we have in congress and i think they may have said they want to have a strong media like we do why don't we do to netanyahu so the press they're going that far as to say not only is this a defensible thing but yeah let's go let's get every uh democratically elected leader in trouble like this and i just thought that was Way off the charts. Crazy. Yep.
3: Banana Republic. I'd love to send them our press if they want them.
0: <laughs> they have the exact same press with the same uh, balance between those on the far left trying to take down the right and anybody who's even slightly normal. Remember, they tried to close down Netanyahu had helped out his friend to make a newspaper that was pro Netanyahu. And they tried hard to close that down and they tried to close down the only radio station. That doesn't hate Netanyahu, but that that's for another day. Um, I want to talk about the reactions, which were many and varied. I would assume we're all going to agree that that Sabatini guy in Florida was the absolute best reaction. He took it right off of conservatarian exchange on the Liberty Block, which, by the way, is on every Wednesday afternoon at four o'clock. When he said that Florida needs to tell the FBI, no, you're not coming into our state. And I thought he was channeling Ed Maslisch on that one. Thank you.
1: That, that's something definitely would come out of Ed's mouth.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, you've said it for a very long time that they have to say you can't come into our state. And, I, you know, we'll talk about DeSantis, whose reaction was OK, but I wouldn't say super strong. I'm curious what your opinions are on that.
3: I think he just threw something out there as quickly as he could. could have been better
0: it wasn't strong
3: no i thought it was okay i mean it wasn't as good as sabatini's but um it wasn't provocative and in your face but i mean he did i don't remember exactly what he said but he 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 did say it was a banana republic move yeah um i thought it was a fairly strong statement i just don't remember exactly what he said he was talking about weaponizing in the law. Right. The law
0: yeah. But that's kind of old news, weaponizing law enforcement. That's been going on for years already, you know, since Hillary Clinton's rag to clean off her server, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I think he could have been stronger. And again, it's clear that he's too busy to listen to the show and Sabatini isn't. But I think his was the best. And then you had Carrie Lake, which she Arizona, right?
3: Carrie Lake had a really good statement.
0: Fantastic. Too. Yeah. Nullify all these agencies. To heck with them all, and I think that was a really good, strong statement. You had Hawley who said Garland must resign, which is stupid because I don't think Garland saw that in the newspaper and proffered his resignation this morning. So I don't, it doesn't have much behind it. It's a nice thing to say. Um,
3: well, but a nice thing to say why not say we're going to impeach him? If he doesn't resign, we're going to impeach him.
0: That's well, probably he says, because says. he's not a useless liar, because if you think the Republicans are going to impeach anybody, like they say, I got a bridge to sell you.
3: Well, I
2: mean, I mean McCarthy's mouthing off a little. Yeah, somebody, bit. somebody's got to get step up and make
3: the case. McCarthy's statement is the one that really pissed me off. Everybody thinks it was such a good statement, but my my reaction to McCarthy was: leave it to a Republican to say we're going to hold hearings. Yeah, yeah. What exactly does he need to figure out? I mean, how about? Day one, we're going to cut off funding to this agency, period. And we're not even going to even begin to discuss reopening it until Garland and Ray have resigned. That's that's my opening position. And after they resign, then we'll start negotiating the rest of it.
0: Right. Well, obviously, McCarthy doesn't want to make any enemies anywhere. And all they really want to do at most is raise money on this. Of course, he could be next.
3: Well, uh, he he's perfectly fine making enemies of, pe- of people like you and me
2: no
0: on the right he's fine but not on the he has left
2: he's nothing to fear from us yep
3: well he does but he's got a fear of the fbi now
0: i mean i love this we're threatening hearings first of all republicans don't do real strong hearings at best they get a trey gowdy to talk a lot they're not going to well, do anything that's the
3: republican
2: mantra we talk yeah. At best, well, we've been predicting that. That's what's going to happen when they, after they win, we're going to exactly. get hearing. Exactly. So
0: that was really namby pamby, um, so to speak. Then you got Graham. It's a dangerous moment for the Constitution. That's really nice. <laughs> I mean, how many Republicans have on the national law scene have come out really strong?
3: Marjorie it's Taylor. It's a Green. dangerous time for the Constitution. The framers specifically said that the most important they gave the legislature was the power of the purse cut off their funding period shut them down make them go home i mean if the constitution is really in jeopardy why not make that point clear you serve at our uh you know our pleasure
1: right
3: and and we are going to shut you
0: down you you wanted to say something
1: no, I was I was just saying they serve at our discretion um, when he was looking for the word. But you know, Marsha Blackburn was another one uh, that was real strong in her comments, and I was actually shocked to see some of the comments that have come from very strong Democrats. You know, and just immediately after it happened, just watching Andrew Andrew Cuomo for example come out. Well, he was
0: interesting. It. I was going to talk about that. What did yeah, he say?
1: Him, yeah, him coming out instantly. You know, it just.
2: He was talking about the credibility of the FBI and the agency.
1: Mm-hmm. And now, why why did, they why would be
2: losing it as if they haven't really lost it already. This would be the the big final. Why, did, he do that? why did Cuomo gain from that?
0: What did he gain from it? Yeah. Why did he I, do that? He's a politician he's trying why to
2: rehabilitate that? himself for one thing. No, that's stupid. He,
0: no, my, he, he wants to rehabilitate himself with the left. And this isn't going to rehabilitate, rehabilitate I, himself, I, himself with the
3: left. My the speculation to that, even. My speculation is he wasn't trying to rehabilitate himself. He wasn't trying to better himself. I think this was his way of getting even. This was a, you know, I'm going to, you know. Get and in back your campaign, at the left. Yeah. I they mean, tore just, him out. Yeah. Right. I mean, just he, he feels like somebody betrayed him. And and Team Biden team uh, Biden didn't stand up for him. And they threw him over the bus. Oh, you know, they threw him, you know. Under the, the bus. Well, he still couched it. In terms of January sixth, that you'd be
2: undermining those those hearings and those investigations.
1: So, okay. So, if somebody turned on Cuomo, who is it that and, turned on Trump? If this Newsweek article is correct, that there was an informant within his circle.
0: For all we know, that could I, be Ivanka. <laughs> I mean, why believe
3: that? I mean, to me, I'm, I I'm not saying. I'm
1: was, saying if that is correct.
3: I, I assume when I hear something like that that. <laughs> That's just the media making up a lie and then hiding behind the privilege that they have to not reveal sources. Mm -hmm. I mean, if they have a whistleblower, let the whistleblower come forward.
0: Now, there is a story out there that Ivanka and Melania are begging him not to run. And I have no problem believing that. I don't think Melania wanted him to run the first time. And I don't think Ivanka wants to lose the few friends she's making back in Upper East Side of New York.
3: How would Ivanka have any personal knowledge of what's going on at Mar-a-Lago?
0: She would No, but as far as not wanting him to run, I no, I'm not saying that she necessarily leaked this, but I don't th- I think she doesn't want him in office anymore. I don't think it did any good for her in her life. Um what is there to leak? He had boxes,
3: he had some papers. No, there is nothing fact, to leak. In, huh? in fact, no, my there's... understanding is in June. Trump showed the attorney general around that he had some attor- some attorneys from the DOJ in his office at Mar-a-Lago and he showed them around. Okay. They didn't need to be a leaker.
0: Now, nobody thinks that they did this just to soften the blow of when they raid Chappaqua for the servers and the stolen furniture, right? Right. Okay. We're, that's pretty, pretty safe to go there. Now, I do want to give credit to Mike Pence because he shared deep concern. <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, you might want to get him, you know, a little pad for his butt sitting on the fence.
0: <laughs> yeah, very good, hundred um, percent. Andrew, the yeah. my pillow guy.
1: Yeah, what did he say? <laughs> Have you guys seen anything from Window?
0: No, but he can give uh, a good pillow. Don't That's exactly a, see a great that idea. one. <laughs> yeah, okay. I- and Pompeo said it was dangerous.
1: Yeah, I like to see. I and I'm. A, I'm a. Pompeo supporter,
3: actually. I'd Pompeo like to see him and, and Marjorie Taylor Greene had some good statements. Yeah.
1: I'd like to see Pompeo run for vice president.
0: I think Pompeo is better than most of them. I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure how good he is. Um and then we got, you know, you got the guys who basically said, hell yeah, including uh Tim Scott, who I thought was running on a Republican Party. Out of South Carolina? Oh, yeah. That, yeah, the
2: flip, the flip side, the other side, the Republicans, uh the anti-Trumpers who are cheerleading it all, like Bill. Crystal. Yeah, let That's it let it tough. play
0: out before jumping to conclusions. Mm. Was his statement. Now, now, Bill Crystal was like, "Hey, this is the rule of law. This is great." Well, you know? Bill Crystal at least isn't in, in you know current politics. Ed, you you know you followed politics a long time. How does this compare to all the other FBI armed raids on past presidents? <laughs>
3: There's no comparison,
0: no comparison, because, you know, we're jumping to conclusions and something that's never been done, period, under any
3: circumstance. Not just that it's never been done before. I mean, you know, if if Trump had had shot somebody and they raided his home because, you know, they want they want to get the murder weapon or, you know, something where there was there was some real evidence that he had done something okay, then it would be unprecedented, but I can understand it. And I'd say, let's let the process play out. But there's no evidence that he's done anything. They're not even alleging anything crazy. Public Records Act, that is just insane, guys. I mean, there's no reason to, to me, there's no reason to withhold judgment because the DOJ didn't give us any reason to withhold judgment. They could make things public. I mean, even worst case scenario, that there really was classified information there. OK, they don't have to release They're going to argue that they don't have to release the warrant because they don't want to make that information public. Well, you can't prosecute the guy without confronting him with the evidence.
0: Who says that?
3: The Fourth Amendment and the Sixth Amendment.
0: And we care about that. Why? No, we don't well, look at January 6th committee and look at what's going on. You know, I'm going to bring up what they're doing to Trump. Today in New York, Mm -hmm. he had to show up for a civil deposition or something. They're still trying to prosecute him. They don't care about anything.
3: Okay, and if that's the if that's I'm not saying you're wrong about that, but then let's with then we
0: don't have to withhold judgment either. No, I agree with you. But the point is, they don't care. They literally Fourth Amendment. I mean, come on. How antiquated is that? They tried to take away Giuliani's law license for defending Trump, if I'm not mistaken. They more than
3: tried. They did.
0: They did get his license. Yeah, I think they put Navarro in cuffs and uh, leg chains a month or two ago. I mean, right. they, they don't. They don't. There's nothing that they wouldn't do. Why should they stop? I got to read this quote, and I, I'm thinking you, maybe you well, guys. I was
3: going to say. I mean, it, it, the whole my
0: whole point was they can't
3: prosecute this. They're not going to prosecute it. It's it's clearly a stunt for something else because in order to prosecute it they would have to make public classified information but They're i don't not think, going to i do don't that.
0: know you're a lawyer i don't think that's true at all a judge would just say they don't have to
3: okay i mean
0: i mean but that's that's where we are today that is where we are a judge will say no problem Listen, I've been to family court and I know family court is not a real court. It's a court of equity, which is lawyers way of saying there's no rules and they do what they want. But I went to a court and we gave the judge the only reigning appellate case decision on a certain thing goes, eh? I don't care just like that. So judges don't care. The worst that happened to judges is somebody beats them on an appeal seven years down the road, tens of thousands of dollars later. And then they say, give it back to the original trial court judge. So I don't think they have to release anything. They'll say it's national security and they won't. And by the way, they'll try them in a freaking secret court, like the FISA warrant. Did they care about lying for FISA warrants four times? Were they punished for that?
2: No, well, that's, that's what I said before. What do
0: they have to fear? They don't get it punished. Right? Smith so it's only going to get worse, right? Klein Smith, who lied on a FISA warrant, didn't get punished. So why would they care? Why shouldn't they well, find a judge? The a editor,
3: situation? the editor in chief of Liber- of Liberty Block, has written a book on due process. Yeah, if they try and convict, run do a criminal prosecution without presenting the evidence against the the defendant, I think that. You know, We might have a sequel to that book for for, uh, for our editor-in-chief. We may,
0: but the entire Russia collusion hoax was based on lies and warrants and right. judges who would sign off on anything, and nobody is paying a price for that.
3: Well, yes, I, I've already said, I think that it has to be based on lies because nobody could possibly have the mental, have the knowledge that there 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 isn't classified information. It's a double negative. And, and moreover, that Trump willfully... Was, was had taken classified information. Who who has that knowledge other than Trump? Nobody. Well,
0: it's not on video, Trump packing up his own boxes?
3: No, I don't think it is.
0: No, because I don't think anybody does pack up their own boxes when they're president of the United States. So, I, of, of course, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, so somebody wrote, I can't remember if you guys put this up or who did, maybe Trump should have stored all his documents on Hillary Clinton's server or Hunter's laptop, or asked Huma Abedin or Anthony Weiner for safekeeping. Or he could have just asked Sandy Berger, which was one of my first thoughts. Yep. I mean, like Ed Masler says on our podcast, they don't care. They're in your face. We will do what we want. Now, some people are bringing up the Espionage Act. I mean, come on. When we look back, they're going after Trump now five, six years, I believe. Literally taking every single thing he ever said or did apart, found pretty much nothing, or we would know about it. I mean, you look at what the uh, what's her name, Letitia James, the attorney general of New York State, New York. Who, who ran on I'm gonna get Trump, yep, and won, and is literally living that out right now. Does anybody care about amendments and due process or anything else? No,
3: okay, yes, then then we shouldn't
0: then we shouldn't be pretending that it's a constitutional republic either. And that's why you've seen I assume if you would Google constitutional republic, that phrase, are we still living in one is probably popped up as much as civil war and national divorce since the raid. Those were the trending things. So you have now you have the enlightened ones like Dershowitz, who, if I'm not mistaken, was responsible for eight years of Obama, saying that this is a disaster for the Constitution um let's see who else he got really, really bright from that side of the aisle wondering about the constitution. I forget well, who I else.
2: I don't think Alan Dershowitz appreciates
0: how crazy
2: radical and fascistic <laughs> his friends on the left are and how, how what they've become. Well, you
1: know. uh, that's to, be to a, his uh fine
2: trying To be a voice of reason when there's nobody to reason
0: with, well, it speaks to what he did to this country to destroy it for decades until waking up a little bit, and now he can't go to parties yeah. on you know Martha's Vineyard anymore, he which got, I feel he, terrible he got off, for. Him. Uh,
2: one of the stops on the crazy train, as uh, our other Ed friend likes, to say.
0: right? But, um, whatever, I still think he needs to apologize to America, and then, of course, Mark Levin when he stops, uh. What's the word? Prostrating himself in front, in it, you know, for Abraham Lincoln and mm-hmm. yelling at people to get off the phone, you big dummy. He said this is the worst attack on this Republican modern history. Now, I will note that Mark Levin did write a lot of books, so I guess he has done a lot. <laughs> yes, I'm the cynic who agrees with the B and C level podcasters and pundits. That the people on the top are making tens of millions of dollars and will never risk their careers to do anything actual. So that's where I stand.
1: So they're just a bunch of talkers and not doers, right?
0: Yep. Now, um, I was thinking about playing you a clip from Bongino because he was rip, you know what? Um, On his podcast yesterday And again do I trust him or not I don't know but he's like I'm talking to all of my fellow podcasters And fellow radio people This is not a joke I know you know you're making a lot of money and stuff But this is real and we got to do something Now one of my problems With Bongino Is unlike some of the Liberty Block Crazy heads he's a big cop lover And he has defended the cops 99% of the time And he ripped into them yesterday like he sounded like the uh, editor in chief of Liberty Block. He basically said, I do not want to hear. And he yelled this. I don't want to hear any more deference to cops saying we're just doing our jobs. Now, if I remember correctly, when Liberty Block people were screaming that, that that sounds like German, all the people who protected cops and defended cops were mad at us. He said, I do not want to hear that anymore. And then he went on to a rant about don't ever talk to a cop which I thought conservatives were very against libertarians for saying that for years.
2: Yes. Yeah, so. I, I saw him on, I think it was Hannity last night too. And he, that's exactly what he was saying. He was ripping into the FBI agents. He's like, I'm not going to sit here and protect the, the um, you know, the, the everyday agent when they're, when they went down there and, and were a part of this raid, he's like, right. you, should, you should have quit on the spot. He, he claimed that he quit because of his principles and that he'd left his pension behind and everything like that. So he was, he was sounding off pretty.
3: Did he say pretty, anything about his brothers in the secret service that waved them all in the way the Capitol police waved people in? I didn't hear say
2: anything about that, but I was going to ask you to talk about that because we, we were talking about that behind the scenes.
3: I, I don't who, understand who has, why the secret who, service allowed them that, to get in.
2: Who And do they have the authority to tell them to go pound sand?
3: They've got guns.
0: Uh, FBI has much bigger guns than Secret Service. That, that That's not even close. First of all, my understanding was there were 30-plus FBI agents. Yeah. I highly doubt there are 30 Secret Service agents there when Trump's not there. Second of all, I mm. don't think Secret Service has any of the firepower that these guys have when they raid. I mean, when they raided the uh, Crypto 6 in New Hampshire with beer cats and armored vehicles and about three or four federal alphabet agencies um, and broke down the doors... I don't think the Secret Service has that kind of weaponry.
3: Secret Service's job description is that you lay your life on the line to defend the president.
0: Yes, but not for his house or his papers.
3: I'm not I'm not saying that they should that I'm not saying I would go and die. But if I were a Secret Service agent, that's part of the job. They have to kill you to get into that house. Um,
0: I'm not sure w- there's any reason why the FBI can't arrest anybody in the secret service. They want to encart them off in handcuffs. And by the way, for those of you who, who want to get into this, did we all watch that YouTube um, that was out going around viral last week about the cops out West who arrested the, was it an ATF guy? Who was the guy from? I don't know. You don't know what I'm talking about. Oh, my God. It was a viral video. This guy, I think with the ATF, with one of the federal agencies, was banging on this lady's door to talk to her. She called the cops and said, somebody's banging on my door, pretending to be a cop. The cops went out there and started screaming at him. And he's like, dude, I'm a federal agent. And they're like, get on the ground. And he's like, I'm not getting on the ground. I'm a federal agent. And they're screaming. They ended up tasing him. Um, It ended up being an amazing, I mean, as someone who doesn't particularly love the police force, I didn't know if I should laugh or cry, because now you have a federal cop being treated like the lowest of the low. And he's saying, just come and look at my credentials. And then when they called their supervisor, they're like, well, his credentials looked real. But he got him in a crackerjack box.
3: My understanding is that the Secret Service at at Mar-a-Lago did call headquarters and asked for an attorney opinion
0: okay and what was the the opinion
3: the attorney said cooperate okay that's i that's my understanding i don't i haven't independent i I saw it in one place i don't know i didn't look for a second i'm curious
0: how often in history the fbi has ever confronted the secret service or is this unprecedented
3: of course i mean it has to be unprecedented this Uh it's never happened before that the president or or somebody the Secret Service was guarding was was under this kind of raid.
0: I mean, I would assume they literally would have no idea what to do.
3: I think that your job is to lay your life on the line. That's your job. Not
0: if you're not if your lawyer says you have to give in. I wouldn't have even
3: called. I mean, I don't think he should have called the lawyer. I think the answer is no, you don't get to Come in here. No,
0: I don't think they have that legal authority, especially when the president's not
2: there. I mean, th- yeah. I mean, did they time it on purpose because he wasn't there? Did they know he wasn't there? Yeah, well, they the, knew he knows wasn't knows there because the there. In,
1: that informant was the one that said when he would gone would be gone, when he'd be in New York.
0: But everybody knows he spends summers in New York. It's not like it's a, a big secret.
1: Right. But that's just what they were saying in that article, is that the informant was the one that said this is when he's leaving Mar-a-Lago. This is when you need to come Yada, mm-hmm. yada.
0: But I would think people in the press always know where every past president is because I assume they're tailed by the press and paparazzi anyway.
2: Probably. Well, it would have been an interesting standoff if the uh,
0: Secret Service had had tried to watch. Right. So yeah. the reason I brought in that case is I assume <laughs> they would have tased the Secret Service. And I mean, cops are really full of themselves, so...
3: I think that's your job as a Secret Service agent. If, if, some, if, I, if I had Secret Service protection, that's what I'd be expecting of my Secret Service agents.
0: And I think it's going to be really interesting to see if anybody in the Secret Service reacts to this and says, you guys got to clarify this and we got to know the rules because we're not getting involved with the FBI anymore. And it will be interesting. And I, you know, I said it the other night, did anybody from the FBI refuse this assignment? And will we ever know?
1: guess we won't because
3: they'd resign they'd make it public they'd say i quit i wasn't going to do it or,
2: or they just refuse and they'd let them refuse
0: <sighs> first of all i don't know what happens if you refuse an fbi order i know that there were people in the military who refused vaccines and ended up in the brig what was the guy's name scheller yeah so I, I don't I don't know what the consequences would be for refusing if they would even accept your resignation. I have no idea. You know, it would be really sad if no one publicly said they didn't want anything to do with this.
1: I would like to have Bongino actually make a statement on if the Secret Service has been told to stand down by any other type of government agency before. That'd be something if we sent him maybe an email, well, get a tweet, response back. We got
2: to tweet at him.
1: Or tweet it, there you go.
2: We lost you there
0: for a second. I said, tweet is right. Isn't that the name of a Michael Jackson song? Tweet it, tweet it, tweet it, tweet it. Why are you laughing at me, Mike? That's uh, <laughs> um, some humor. That's some humor. And by the way, we can't leave out the story. And I'll, I'll ask Ed if he sees them as related in any way, um, even after the fact of them taking a phone from a sitting congressperson.
1: Three agents is what they took. They got him at the airport, three of them to take I, it. And his I statement saw, back
3: Yeah, I saw several articles about that. And I, I was trying to get more information, but it seems like every article was basically the same story. Nobody said, you know, why would they why did they take his phone? They didn't have did they have a warrant? Did they threaten him with arrest? I mean, it was just they asked for my phone and I gave it to them.
1: Well, he okay. did he did put out a statement and said if they would have just asked for it it would have been a simple here I'm going to give it to you. So he was very questionable as to why they had to go to those lengths. What were they trying to prove or show
0: with well, having three After they somewhere. shackled Navarro, I mean, come on, you're scared yeah. but I mean, the whole thing about taking phones and like he says all of his political stuff, all his personal stuff is on it. And I don't even know how you even get a warrant for a phone when you're taking far more than any warrant would let you take. And I'm also curious, what are the separation of powers issues between a Justice Department and a sitting member of Congress? Well, we know there's the debates clause, which when they're actually, you know, in the Capitol doing their job. But even on the street, don't they have any immunity?
3: Well, I don't know. if they ha- I don't know about immunity but i do think there's a separation of powers question there because they they do have a right to confidential communications to do their job i mean you would hope but again like i said i i couldn't find any detailed information about about why they wanted the phone what what you know was he being accused of a crime was it what was the my understanding
0: it may have been january 6 related but i don't really know and which you know which brings up so why didn't all these the subpoenas a subpoena? from a Congress Congressional Committee that gets the DOJ to arrest a guy like Peter Navarro? Even that is, is quite interesting.
3: Had they had they had they issued a subpoena to him?
0: I don't know. I
3: mean, I'm guessing no, because he's saying that he would have turned it over if they just asked a subpoena is a civil request. Well, I guess you could have a grand jury. There, there
1: was no there whatever. was no subpoena. Yeah, it
3: didn't mean, say that
1: there was no subpoena.
3: So well, I I just don't understand. There aren't enough facts public for me to really understand what was going on there. I mean, I I don't get the story.
0: You know, it's interesting because, and I don't know the super details, but in Israel, every member of their parliament has parliamentum parliamentary immunity, and I know it's applied quite often. If they go on the Temple Mount, if even if they're involved in protests and riots. Their immunity protects them, I believe, for being arrested. And I just, apparently Congress has nothing. I mean, only congressmen's husbands have immunity from drunk driving, but congressmen themselves don't. Like, how does that work? I don't yeah. know if you So, yeah, I guess it will be interesting. And why isn't there more information? And I'm very troubled by this appellate court ruling that the Democrats can have Trump's tax returns. And again, this is all about intimidating us and donors and anybody who ever wants to support any Republican politician because they can get your tax returns and they want tax returns from way back, is my understanding.
2: You can support a Republican politician, but you can't go against the, the ruling class and the elite. And okay, if we want to campaign that's, that's for this De- is all that's what this right. is all, about. and if you <laughs> want to
0: campaign for DeSantis next year, there is nothing to stop them from saying they want your tax returns. And you could tell me judges all day and all night. Well, this is an appellate court saying no problem. Chucky e. Schumer gets to look at your tax returns.
2: Well, let's not forget this is the same FBI that has all kinds of power for warrantless surveillance and everything else. So they they're, they're going to know everything that we're doing. All right, And they're going to be able to use it
3: against us. The interesting so that, thing that's, about that, that's the, that's the problem. The interesting thing about that appellate decision, Stephen, is that Trump's lawyers apparently made the right argument that there's no legislative purpose to looking at a particular individual's tax returns. And I, I don't understand how a court doesn't accept
0: that. Uh, but, you're starting to sound like that other Axelman nut on this show. I, um, I don't I, think yeah. courts care. Um, Is that what the court actually did rule on that issue and said to have not
3: read the opinion, but all the articles I read said that that was the argument that Trump made and it was rejected at the district court level by a Trump appointee of all people. And then the panel on the Second Circuit uh, upheld the decision.
0: You know, this is starting starting to be like that uh, famous Commerce Clause case. It is because we say it is. Um, is this going to go to the Supreme Court and why can't he get some kind of stay? Because to me, this is an amazing issue of anybody's tax returns, much less uh, President of the United States.
3: Well, my understanding is that the court opinion itself had a seven day stay. OK, wants the petition for a rehearing with the whole court or I guess maybe to file an appeal at the Supreme Court? Um, I don't know. I mean, I would I would think that the Supreme Court would want to take it, but you know, it's hard to predict what they would do. I mean and, I, and you have to remember that they, the Supreme Court has already once said that he had that he was not immune to suit to have his tax returns turned over.
0: Right. Well, that was a prior Supreme Court, right?
3: Um, I think I think was only it before Jackson, Barrett. I think the Barrett, the two ladies, the two the two last ones are new.
0: Right, so they would cancel I guess each other. The, the out. The most
3: recent one, we don't know if she's a woman or not.
0: We're not biologists. Well, right? actually, we don't know if any of them are not. To be fair, but she doesn't even know if she is, which is a different question. And you know, and again, making Trump sit with an attorney invoking his Fifth Amendment rights—how often has that happened to ex-presidents?
3: Did Clinton? I think Clinton might have invoked the Fifth Amendment
0: after he was president. Did he have to? Uh,
3: I don't him doing. Did he, did he answer all the questions in the Paula Jones deposition?
0: The Paula Jones deposition was while he was president, right? Yeah. I'm not sure,
3: but I was thinking that he might have invoked the fifth oh, amendment. Oh, I'm
0: sure he would have right. invoked it if I mean also when you're a Clinton, apparently the Fifth Amendment was originally written in Latin, and the real translation was, I don't recall.
3: Well, that's not just for Clinton. That, as a lawyer, I'll tell you, it's maddening how many witnesses don't recall anything.
0: Do you remember Rush Limbaugh's parody of Try to Remember? I don't
3: remember it, no. It was one of his Uh, old ones. You don't remember.
0: Yeah, it was one of, (laughs) way back when, when Hillary Clinton was testifying on something and he had, what's the guy's name, Paul Shanklin, who did his parodies, and he had one on try to remember and and interspersed with, I can't recall. I can't remember, because I think she said it over a hundred times or something at a (laughs) particular hearing. So, anyway, have we...
2: on what the meaning of is.
0: Depends on is, exactly. All right. Anything else that can be said about this crazy story? Not much
2: than what we have already said, but I think as citizens, you know, we have to really be fearful of where this is headed. It's not just about Trump. It, as we've said, it's about us, about anybody who opposes the deep state, the ruling class and the elite. They, they are ready to come after us. We're, and we're, we talk about civil war, and this has certainly escalated it. If uh, Nancy Pelosi going to, to Taiwan escalated things with China. Well, this escalated things in terms of the American civil war.
0: Now, apparently some people did go down to Mar-a-Lago that night, but nothing nothing exploded and no, I haven't heard some, anything supposedly since. Supposedly there
1: was a couple thousand of them there. There was a couple thousand the following morning over at the uh, front of Trump Tower in New York. But yeah, there was nothing that came of it.
3: Mm. Well, I'll just I'll throw a couple of final thoughts about it out Um, to amplify what I said before, Mm. you know, that I think that this is sort of a prelude to something much more sinister happening. Uh, A lot of people think that. uh, That this helps the Republicans in the midterms and, you know, you have the statements like McCarthy's about we're going to have oversight hearings and Hawley says this and you know they're going to have oversight, and once the Republicans take over, things are going to change. I, I really think that's a gigantic mistake. I think that we have to really be on guard and and prepared for for the worst. Honestly, I mean, and this Democrat party is the worst of the worst. And I, I I'm I hate you know I hate to sound like a conspiracy theorist, but I, I don't know that we make it to November. I mean, you know, I you know, I sound like a global warming crazy person that oh, yeah. we have 12 years before the planet is gone. You know, maybe how we'll, dare you? May, maybe right? we maybe we'll make it. We we'll, we will make it to November, but you know, I, you know, I, Newt Gingrich said in one of the articles that you sent us, Steve, and that a Rubicon was crossed. And I was talking to another friend a couple of days ago, and that was the word that I used. We crossed a Rubicon, or not we, but the FBI crossed a Rubicon, and uh. I don't know that there's turning back from what they've done. Um, if there was some, again, like I said earlier, if there was some reason to believe Trump really had committed a crime, and that this was something that could lead to a prosecution. Okay. But there's no evidence. There's no reason to believe that the lies that the FBI has given us over the years show that they have no credibility and I don't give them any benefit of the doubt. Um, and uh, you know, the final thought is, you know, another one of your articles in, in your in your stack of stuff, Stephen, was uh, uh, that that August 8th, 2022 was our Kristallnacht. And I forget if I said that to you guys privately or somebody else, but I said that Monday night, I, I really felt like that's what this feels like to me, that um, if you were a good German or or if you were if you were a Jew in Germany in, in in 1938 and you went to sleep on November 9th and woke up on November 10th um you had to know that all of your worst fears were going to happen and that it was no longer time you, you couldn't the time was running out and you couldn't give the benefit of the doubt and and I really think that's how I feel right now mm-hmm. um I I'm convinced something big some black swan event is, is coming but Uh, Even if it doesn't happen before the election, I I really think it's coming soon. And uh, this Democrat Party is acting in ways that uh, no sane political party would act if they thought they would ever have to answer to the electorate again. Uh, And that tells me they don't think that they will. So um, I think that complacency is a real, real threat to us right now.
0: Um, It kind of does feel like we're being ruled by like a Politburo, doesn't it? It's like there's a cabal that's running the country and they really don't care what anybody else says or thinks about anything.
3: The thing is, I think a Politburo is powerful and these people are weak and stupid and moronic. And the only thing that really keeps them in power is our refusal to fight them and our refusal to um,
0: you know, I, I kind of agree and disagree. The FBI does not do well with resistance and even Bongino in his rant, he said, comply, don't go there. You got to comply. And if the FBI comes to your door with 30 heavily armed men, there is no resistance.
3: I'm not sure what the resistance is, Stephen. I'm not saying, you know, shoot them when they come to your door. Although I know that there are people out there that, that do believe that. Um, but maybe it's a tax protest. Maybe it's a work pro- a, a sick out protest. I'm not sure what it is, but um the time for resistance is now.
0: Yeah, now resistance used to be patriotic, if I remember correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess that changes with the election, doesn't it?
3: Mm-hmm. Depends on whose server got wiped. Right.
0: You mean with a the rag? They had to bring that quote back today. You're hearing it all over the place. Um, there's an interesting story that I threw up in the show notes, and I don't know if anybody got a chance to even look at it, but apparently Facebook has ticked off the left. Did anybody get to see this story? the story? Why is delete it? Facebook trending? Apparently the left is upset because there was a warrant in Nebraska about something to do with an abortion you stole my thunder okay and facebook (laughs) what's that you you know about the story yeah go tell us about it
2: well apparently a mother and a daughter got arrested because they were discussing her abortion on facebook messenger and so facebook messenger turned over those messages and they 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 got arrested but they did that because of a warrant right Well, I'm not sure. Let me see. It says, a mother and daughter from Norfolk, Nebraska, are facing criminal charges in connection with an alleged self-managed abortion that took place earlier this year. It's a scenario that abortion rights advocates have long feared in which social, social media activity or other personal data are used to prosecute those seeking care and the people who help them. Police obtained Facebook messages where the two discussed ending the teenager's pregnancy with abortion pills.
0: Yeah, the story I'm looking at said there were warrants.
2: Okay. I, I think um, okay, here it is. Um da, 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 da. they received a tip that that the then 17-year-old had a stillbirth and that her 41-year-old mother helped her secretly bury the fetus according to her search warrant after David.
0: So yeah, I'm not sure what Facebook message Facebook
3: messages how how can they get a warrant for facebook messages
0: well, i don't not. know if they got they why can't they
3: i mean why well first of all I don't, did they get a warrant or was it a subpoena
0: it says here warrants concern charges related to a criminal investigation um they were investigating the case of a stillborn baby who was burned and buried not the decision to have an abortion. So there was allegation of some kind of crime. They got warrants because it was being discussed through a Facebook thing or a meta thing. They, I mean, okay. there's many would, warrants. That's my
3: question. How would they know that it was being discussed on face on a messenger thing sufficiently to be able to say that we have probable cause for a warrant? How could they I, know? I, that? You know, I'm not sure how they knew, but it says here, the
2: detective served a search warrant on Facebook and obtain their chat
3: history. That sounds like a fishing expedition to me.
0: I don't know, because, I mean, they they serve warrants on Google and these things every day for many, many crimes. So how do they know about it? I'm not sure. And by the way, you don't have any expe- expectation of privacy, I assume, or do you? Somebody told the police that they- Somebody attend-
1: probably said to check the messenger. Yeah.
2: Somebody told police that they were attempting to burn the body before burying it.
1: yeah somebody knew about the story knew what was going on knew they were communicating through messenger a friend of the mom a friend or family whatever it is called the police said this is how they've been communicating this is the end result here's all your evidence check their facebook probably got the warrant and that's it
2: well if the left doesn't like it if they're all up in arms well Join the club about.
0: Well, that's about why I'm bringing up the story. I mean, is it really. He's being attacked from the left, and the lady. Well, because they are- probably
1: hooked onto the word abortion, and not realizing that it's a but mother it's, that burned her kid and buried it in the backyard. Come on.
2: It's all falls under the umbrella of being tracked and traced, and they're listening, and every you know now you you know, obviously, we're not on there, right? We we decided we use another app to try to protect ourselves, or <laughs> sort of thing. But if you, like, you, if but you look... They, it, it's it just so that everything that you put down on one of these messaging apps, they can get their hands on. There's a tweet gotta be careful this article
0: about, that says, you? so Meta will go full force against a teenage girl, but can't shut down Russian bots, insurrectionists, or white supremacists. So I guess Mark Zuckerberg has been a secret guy on the right uh, maybe he belonged to Proud Boys or something all this time. We just didn't know it.
1: Again, yeah, I don't think, I think it was because there was a murder. Something was flagged. It doesn't matter is, if you're on the right again, or
0: the left. The left attacking the left. Because, again, there's not that many people left on the right that they haven't destroyed.
1: Well, they devour each other every day. This is pretty
0: about. funny. And, by you the know, way, it, if they heard Facebook... It's just
2: a private corporation. They can do what they
0: want. But it would be I mean, I,
3: except for the hypocrisy. I'm kind of on the side of, of the leftists on this one. I don't think Facebook. I don't think the phone company. I don't think they should be turning over your your messages or, or giving things to the to the feds or to the government uh, unless this unless the uh, communications was an instrumentality of the crime. I mean, but we you're... don't know that
1: it wasn't. We don't know that it wasn't. And if that's if there's somebody that turned them in, there they would obviously be assuming that that was correct. Because if they said, "Hey, there's a baby that's just been burned and buried in the backyard," they were using messenger to plot how they were doing this. Would that not be sufficient to get a warrant for it? If there is a witness to say, "Hey, firsthand knowledge, this is what's going on. This is how they communicated." why wouldn't but they the be able issue, to get a warrant for that i'm
3: point? not talking about whether there was a whether there was a crime i'm talking about whether or not the search is proper whether they should be able to search those that those records i mean right. i mean I, I wish i wish the other but Ed. They're, was, pro- he, they're still a,
2: private communications
3: he, he, Ed is a scientist so he might have a a little more uh, answer to what i'm going to say when we speak the sound waves just keep going around i mean we don't know where they go Maybe someday someone's going to figure out a way to to find those sound but sounds. But
2: if if, if if the messages were mailed by the postal service, they wouldn't have been able to do do anything about it. No, they would have then said protect, wire protect, fraud protect or something. Protect the communications, isn't it?
0: Uh, I don't know if you for, it, if you plan I mean, a crime through the mail, you get in a lot of trouble, don't you?
3: I I guess right I guess that's probably right. Yes, but. I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe these companies should stop storing
0: everything. I don't know. And I mean, I only up brought individual. up the story because of the irony of Facebook. And people on the left actually do believe that Facebook, Google, and Twitter are all on the Proud boy side of the aisle. Which, to me, is, is totally delusional. But they really believe this stuff. I
3: mean, if the girl and the mother... I mean, that's the thing. If the girl and the mother are charged with a crime... They have a Fifth Amendment privilege against self-incrimination. The government, I don't
0: think, can get their phone. Maybe they can't. I mean, but this same know, government took a congressman's phone. Uh, they can get any phone they want. But can you use? Can, I,
3: I guess I don't know the answer to this question. But I mean, if, if you commit a crime and you write it down on your phone, do you have? Can the government subpoena that information? I, I wouldn't think so. I mean, why is it different a, than something
0: on your notepad in your? Well, and it's the same thing as a
3: diary. Suppose I keep a diary and in my diary, you know, or in, you know, I don't want to say myself, I don't, you know, suppose somebody, you know, keeps a diary and, and writes down the details of a crime. Can, I, I wouldn't think that that would be
0: something that the government well, you could can't get a you warrant. Why not? Why not? You get a warrant for it. Why can't they?
1: It's you the same thing as
0: self-incrimination.
1: Yeah. yeah, it's the same thing when an inmate's talking over the phone the, on the reporter. No, line, because they they're they're are not free well.
0: people. That's a privileged. Thought of I, I yourself, know. Right. I thought of that, but that's different. Okay. Although but you what about pre trial? You could make the argument and then I would agree with or,
1: you. Or if they're sending letters back and forth, but anything that's confessing to anything or implementing them in any type of crime, all of that's admissible. So I don't I don't know. I don't know.
3: I don't think, I mean, you still have a, I mean, if the mother and the daughter are both being accused of a crime, the communicate, you know, when they, if they talk to each other, I mean, you you can't. I don't think that the government could force the mother to say, Well, what did the daughter tell you? And force the daughter to say, What did the mother tell you? I, I don't think maybe they can. I don't know. I mean, I'm not a criminal lawyer, but I don't think they should be able to. Let me Well, put text messages
1: that. and stuff are always allowed in trials. Why couldn't that be allowed?
3: Well, I guess what's, what's the I difference guess the between it being
2: text is, that after the fact they found out that a body was burned and buried. And then they're trying to get to the bottom of it, you know. No, somebody... Ed is
0: saying because it's self-incrimination.
2: Right. I'm saying. Okay, but but okay. Like, let's let's say some husband is cheating on his on his wife, and then he starts plotting with girl girlfriend that they're going to kill her, and she ends up dead. They, you know, obviously they can take the computer and see if there's email messages on there and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, they do that all the time. So I don't. At least That's on so... TV. I mean, and... so maybe I'm. Mistaken. I'm on order. I...
0: Huh? What's that, ID that channel.
1: on Law and Order, Steven.
0: ID channel. No, I don't watch Law and Order. They're far left for me. So <laughs> I boycott almost everything on TV and movies. It's, it's really crazy.
3: I, I kind of I kind of lean on the side of privacy most of the time, uh, even if I happen to be on the leftist side sometimes. But I, I, I'm just trustful of, of the government forcing people to to turn over their electronic devices.
0: And I gotta tell you the whole thing with the the phones and warrants, which my understanding is they have to look for specific evidence. and then when they get the phone, they have your entire life and history of your life. and what if anything, polices the police and what they look at? Nothing. Not what's admissible, but what is it that they're actually looking at that you how do you stop them? You can't. And you that, to me that's a big problem. When they take <clears throat> your computer, I mean, unless you're Hunter Biden, they, they have access to all your videos and everything.
1: Well, I was just going to go back to think, because, you know, you're asking about if they can take all this stuff. They obviously are able to lawfully take all this stuff. If Clinton's campaign went so far, not her campaign, but the FBI went as far as smashing up all those cell phones, because they did have the right to take those cell phones. You know, they wouldn't have been smashed if, if not.
0: Now, some of them were government issued right phones. so then they would for sure have a right but yeah private phones apparently they have a right and there's a difference between what's admissible and what they get to see and basically if they take your phone because there's one thing in there related to a crime there is nothing to stop them from seeing your entire life
3: oh yeah and and i think i mean i have a problem with that and i have a problem with the fact that your life winds up being recorded on this common carrier, you know, Facebook. I mean, you know, they can't search my head. They can't, you know, if they could come up with with a way to search the brainwaves in my head to what my memory says, they can't do that. That would violate
0: self-incrimination. Um, I just, well, first of all, you know, you're also ignoring all the EULAs. We may have given them that permission when we started our phones up. <laughs> okay. I mean, who, who would know? And, you know, we never talk about, about transhumanism on this show. And part of me says it's tinfoil hat. But we may not be more than a decade or so away from chips in your brain where they can read your brain. Well, that
3: it'll, it'll, be, it'll,
2: it'll be couched and uh, it'll be for your health.
0: Well, of course, it'll be for your own good. Yes. Or if you want to keep your job, we're not forcing you to do it. <laughs> but if you want your job, why not? I mean, we've already proven we can do that. So. Now, somebody speaking of that the COVID angle, somebody mentioned the other day how interesting it was that when they needed of all the votes in the Senate for the uh, worse yeah. in inflation Act, they waived every COVID rule they ever had.
2: Yeah, I, I I saw that. I don't know if I had mentioned it as well. But
0: again, like Ed Mazlish taught me, it's not hypocrisy. It's in your face,
2: right? The ends justify the means. I th- and, and the I, bottom think line.
3: That, I think that they feel like they're close. I think they feel like this is the
0: time. Except for to go back to what you said before, they may just be dumb and may think it's the time, even though it's not like they're not necessarily correct. You know, they used to say about Trump and Reagan. Remember, Reagan was an evil genius and he was a moron. And they did the same thing with Trump. So I'm not sure these people, evil geniuses or morons. And as a Baltimorean, I'm a semi-expert. Okay. <laughs> with yes, I do have in common with Pelosi, as I've said. So speaking of the ruling class
2: and the elite, it's, it's hard to pass this up, but I sent over that Dick Cheney commercial supporting uh, Liz and um, boy, it's just pathetic folks. If if you haven't seen it, go, go dig it up on YouTube, on on Liz Cheney's page, but he looks like, he looks like an ogre. (laughs) I mean, he's obviously aged, but he looks terrible. He looks mean spirited, downtrodden, uh, vindictive. It's just, it's just a bad look all the way around, and for him to sit there and talk about Trumpy and a coward and all this other stuff, and he's the biggest threat to democracy in the two hundred. That statement, history, I mean, really, the he's the biggest. No I
0: individual mean, has ever been a bigger threat wow. to our democracy than Donald Trump. Wow, wow, wow! Just it's just
2: pathetic, and I think he's just proven he's he's in the club too. We thought they were supposed to hate and him, and he was the all second or the first people. most
0: hated man in the world, Dick Cheney.
2: Oh, God, yeah. Halliburton, everything. Cheney Halliburton, he was the most
0: hated.
3: Unreal. I I think they're positioning her to maybe be the vice presidential nominee for the Democrats in 24. Good luck with that. I think I, that the Democrats would like her. I think she fits. She she's saying
0: she gets along with them better. She's going to get announced yeah, well, by Republicans in Wyoming. That. The Democrats are begging Democrats to vote for it in Wyoming. I think it's next week, yeah. their primary. Uh, luckily, Laser will be in Wyoming this week, and maybe he can rabble rouse against that. I mean, she's down 30% in the polls. If she does lose,
2: she'll pull a Murkowski, right? The senator from uh, Alaska who ended up going as an independent. Am am I remembering that
0: one And
3: and, and one, I believe. Yeah. I don't think there are enough Democrats in in Wyoming to help her, though. Yeah,
0: there's not a lot. Um, But, Ed, you do make a point. I don't think the Democrats would rule her out as somebody very influential. And they probably think she could bring a hell of a lot of... "Quote unquote," centrist Republicans. Well, that's the thing. She can look at their Russia. bench. Who who do they have? They don't have anybody. Well, nobody under eighty. Yeah. Pete Buttigieg.
1: No, they got Roy Cooper of North Carolina.
0: <laughs> who
1: they put his, right, exactly? Oh, that <laughs> CNN puts him out every time, though. He always makes their top ten list every time, and that's why he's tried to play the moderate here, which Newsom Cheney,
0: huh?
3: Newsom Cheney. Uh,
0: I got to tell you, the idea of them using Cheney for that role is not outrageous at all.
3: I, that's That was my thought as I watched that commercial. I mean, there's no possible way that there, that, that commercial was aimed at Republicans.
2: When, yeah, does, I mean- when does any of that stuff ever work where it's like, oh, there's a renegade from the other party
3: switches over. And, yeah, I mean i don't know i think it might have helped mccain
2: but he was he ran as a republican he didn't switch over to i don't know
3: i mean mean, palin was a good choice for him but well he
2: he, he had no choice didn't he i mean she was kind of thrust and he was pressured to some extent to
3: take her wasn't he i don't remember it being i don't remember it being that i think that he he was being pressured to take somebody to that would satisfy the base but I think that if he had gone I don't think for he her, wanted her, huh? I don't think he wanted her. No, yeah. he, didn't want her. he didn't want her. He didn't want her at all. He basically put a you know a uh, a gag in her mouth and told her not to say anything. But I think that he wanted to go with Lieberman, and you know it would have been a horrible uh, ticket. But at right. least he could have run the way he wanted to run. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: All right, I'll give everybody their. Uh... Closing, what didn't we talk about that you wanted to talk about? Gina, you want to go first? But you got to unmute have, yourself. I don't
1: have anything that we missed, but they have now had the judge order for the DOJ to respond to requests. And I sent a link. There's a couple different links coming across from different outlets right now um, that they have to reveal uh, a request for the Trump raid warrant by the 15th of this month. So... What
3: do you mean? What do they have to... Who do they have to release it?
1: Judicial watch put in a request and so did a paper out of Indiana. I believe it is to have, hold on. It is judicial watch and the Albany times union newspaper filed a motion to unseal the document. And the judge just said on or before five o'clock Eastern time on August 15th, the government shall file a response to the motion to to unseal for the warrant. Oh, no, and who, petitioned,
3: who, who petitioned the judicial
1: watch? Judicial watch and the Albany Times Union newspaper.
3: Good for judicial so, watch.
1: They yes, do so we got five work. days. Yep, so we got five days.
0: But I mean, does anybody figure it out? Because there's two stories out there, if Trump's team actually has the whole warrant or only part of it.
3: My understanding Eric Trump told somebody, I I forgot what program I was watching. Eric Trump said that they were not allowed to look at the warrant. They asked to see it. And the FBI said, no, you can't see it.
0: Right. And then I heard that that Cobb lady, the lawyer, I believe, said she did see it, but not all of the supporting stuff or something. That's there seem to be conflicting stories.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, that that rings a bell, but I, I don't think that they've seen it. I think the FBI is, is hiding it. I think right. it'll be really interesting. I mean, the 15th is only a couple of days away. We're recording this on late afternoon of the 10th. Um, I guess maybe by next week, we'll we'll get an answer. I don't know if we'll get it before next Wednesday's show, but maybe by the end of next week.
0: Now, I, again, not playing a lawyer on TV, don't they have to show you a search warrant?
3: You would think. (laughs) I mean, 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 it could be a...
0: It could be war and peace in there. You don't even know what's in that piece of paper. That sounds bizarre.
1: Well, and but now if the Secret Service, because the Secret Service were notified five days prior, correct?
3: I, and didn't they would be coming? I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, so the Secret Service were notified ahead of time, or no, sorry, five days ahead of time when the warrant was signed. So there was five days between when the warrant was signed by the Obama donor judge and when they went in. So if that was already clear with the superiors up there, with the Secret Service, maybe just the agents on the ground didn't see it, but the other Secret Service higher-ups were privy to that warrant, and that's how they got around it?
3: I because saw a story, though, that the Secret Service that was at the at, at Mar-a-Lago on Monday, on Monday morning called headquarters. That was what I... That's what I thought I saw.
1: Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. Headquarters would have been the thing since they already knew that this was going to happen, that they had seen the warrant already. And it just wasn't shown again on the property itself for Eric Trump. Are those lawyers? Because I know they would not let the lawyers watch anything that was being searched or anything that was going on.
0: Yeah. I'm also curious about that. What are your rights to watch searches?
2: Well, I would imagine you'd be able to. I mean it. we have people running around with cameras all over the place watching law enforcement these days.
1: And does uh, Mar-a-Lago have usually
2: cameras really protected by First Amendment, isn't
3: it? No, Mar-a-Lago does have security cameras and the FBI insisted that they turn them off.
0: I don't know yeah. how you can get away with it. And a it. lot of people were pretty worried that they could plant stuff, which is totally right. not out of the question. So I don't get it. Either you have rights or you don't. Is there a right when somebody's searching your property to see what they're doing? I have no idea.
3: Uh, I'm I'm not practicing the law. I would just say if you don't have that right, you should have that right. You're still presumed
0: innocent. Oh, we're getting back back to the book Presumed Guilty by Alu Axelman with a forward by Ed Maslish. Listen, you can go on TikTok and, and
2: you'll see these people that they. They follow the cops around. They'll be on the near the grounds of the the police station, and they're sitting there with the camera. And the cops approach them, and they're like, "You can't be doing that." And he's like, "I got a First Amendment right to be here," and, you know, I can't imagine how they could tell them that they would have to shut off the cameras and couldn't watch them or. You say
0: them. you're obstructing uh, justice or something, or you're getting in the That's way insane. of our investigation. That seems that seems oh. insane to me. Don't
3: know. But they apparently got away with not letting it be recorded or, or observed on well, Monday.
0: Well, remember, this is the FBI that apparently is like the only police agency in the country that doesn't record their interviews.
3: Well, they do a lot of other shady things, too.
0: Apparently, almost every other police force records all the interviews. The FBI just relies on handwritten notes after. How convenient. But Indeed. I I don't know if I put up the article. Bongino sent out an article like right before the show about how to abolish the FBI.
1: Yeah, yeah, I heard that earlier. Step step a I, I mean, yeah. I
0: know, I know I agree with Ed. How do you abolish the FBI? You stop writing their checks. But
3: exactly, power of the purse, baby.
0: Yeah, we, we forgot That's that the a long time. Most important
3: power Congress has. Yep.
2: So uh, I'm going to change tunes here a little bit. I know we're close to the end, <laughs> we've been out for a while, but uh, in terms of pop culture, you know, we, I think we lost a significant figure in Olivia Newton-John this week. And, um, you know, so, some people in pop culture, they they affect you differently, right? In this case, I really, I was sad. I felt like there was she was somebody who was significant. Obviously, Greece is, is such an iconic film. I remember when I got cable, I probably watched that movie, I thought a hundred times when I first got cable, probably in the in the late seventies or so. I'm sure but, your
0: eyes were only on Travolta. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, you know, I think she said that they actually had to like pin the spandex to her at the end. It was so tight. I don't know how she got it got it on and got it off. But you know, unlike so many celebrities today, I feel like she was a class act. I don't remember her ever being embroiled in controversy. Um, it's just amazing to me that she fought cancer for 30 years, 30 years. She fought the battle. So I just wanted to say a little kind word about Olivia Newton-John. She's going to be missed.
3: You know what else I don't know about her? I don't know what her political views are. And I think that's a good thing. Exactly. That's kind how of
0: refreshing much. that is. That means I could still listen to her songs.
2: Uh, there are certain celebrities that have become beloved
3: and she was certainly one of them.
0: Okay, Ed, closing thoughts.
3: I think we covered all the bases today. I don't have anything to add other than I think that this was a a horrible event in our history. I do think that we've crossed a Rubicon. And stay alert, people. Something big is coming. And, uh, you know, we need to be awake. Not woke, but awake.
0: Based. So speaking of base. Since you brought up that word, I learned a phrase that I'd never heard of. And maybe it's because I'm ignorant. Do you guys know what an immaculate inning is? Yes. Yes. I did not know this. I'm probably going to lose my job. Nine
2: pitches, nine strikes, three outs. How come I didn't know this? Strike.
0: Must not have been at school that day.
2: I don't know. Maybe because you're not Catholic. You don't know about immaculate stuff.
0: (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Touche, Mike. (laughs) With that, we started on a high note, not going to say where we ended. We will close out today's show. We'll be back next week, hopefully with our full compliment. And thank you for being here and have a wonderful evening.